In today's episode, we're going to be talking about sex dolls and AI. This conversation is predicting the future. We're going to be talking about the power dynamic shift that is inevitable in dating. How different would your life be if a sex doll could replicate reality? So on this episode, I have my head coach at Social Attraction, Peter Gunnery, where we're going to be going in depth into 10 different areas. This is the first time we've ever had a discussion on this area. So it's new territory for both of us, but we feel like we're at a level where we can attack this properly. If you feel like we got something wrong or you feel like we haven't expressed our ideas in a certain area, please comment in the section below and we will make sure to do some follow-up episodes. But I hope you enjoy today's episode. It was certainly interesting recording it. So first of all, welcome back to the show, Pete. Super excited about today's episode. Yeah, thanks for having me. Today we're talking about all things sex dolls, artificial intelligence, and the impact we think that they're going to make to the dating world. I personally think there's going to be a massive power shift dynamic in dating. And what I wanted to do was to explore various parts of this one at a time. So I've got some notes on step-by-step step what we're going to be going through. The first thing I wanted to talk about was removing sex as an obstacle to intimacy. So first things first, you often hear women in the dating world say that he was only after one thing. He just wanted to have sex with me, right? And on the other side of the coin, you have male clients that we've coached many times because they're not having enough sex they come across as desperate and try hard, right? So you've got guys that are needy, desperate and try hard, women that are saying guys only want sex and you're getting massive problems in the dating world, right? For example, like um, marriages break up on an average, I think eight years. So clearly the current dating strategy isn't working for long-term dating success. Now people will say, oh, it's because we're not wired that way. But actually I think that AI and sex dolls or sex robots could change that. So what are your what are your initial thoughts on like sex dolls and AI and how they could integrate together, how they could potentially work? So I think with, with if we start with with AI, I think AI is a, a tool which could be used to sort of not practice, that's the wrong word, but you you can talk to an AI generated conversation and you can actually improve your vocal skills and your your storytelling skills off the back of that mm. if you then incorporate that into a sex doll or robotic or whatever whatever ends up being the end point of this you're taking the frustration away from not having sex you're adding the ability to relax in conversation mm. you're taking mm. into the count that when you're on on a date specifically mm. you're not rushing to try and get something mm -hmm. which because you can go home and get it yep. from some something else yeah. so everything then is is built upon a, a foundation and a mutual respect and connection. 100%. So even thinking like you could train an, an, an AI sort of sex doll or sex robot to teach a guy about intimacy. So you could train it about when to touch a woman, how to touch a woman, how to pleasure a woman, the ways of doing things that there's no other way of knowing without experience, right? Could be taught to a guy, which I think is interesting. There's many different areas, I guess, within sort of AI, 
are we trying to cure loneliness here or are we trying to cure the problem of sex? I think initially for the beginning part, let's focus on the sex element of this. So at the moment, obviously around the world, generally speaking, men from what we hear from women all over the internet is that men try and chase after short-term sex, right? And women don't have a way of knowing whether the guy's lying, whether he's been manipulative, whether whatever it may be, right? Guys are on sugar daddy websites, paying women a lot of money either to date them or to have them available, potentially to be escorts. We'd have to sort of bridge that on an individual basis because I'm not quite sure how that works. But whether it's sex or not, from a guy's point of view, they're paying money some of it with the idea of potentially getting sex or for sex, right? Yeah. So if you suddenly had a service where you have a way of men fulfilling their short-term need for sex, I think you'd get rid of the manipulation. You'd get rid of the lying. I think you'd get rid of a lot of the problems in dating because guys wouldn't be chasing or having to lie to get sex. What are your initial thoughts on that? So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of on board with with that perception. I think I think that that's the key word, perception. If people are perceiving it as this is this is a tool, and you you can go and get rid of your frustrations, and then go out and meet people day to day as as normal, great. It's also theoretically helps you from helps you get over the rejection side of it because you've got something. Not from the loneliness, but from a sexual perspective, as a, as a guy, if you've got someone or something mm. to get rid of that sexual energy, you're not worried about being rejected anymore. Mm. Like, how many times are you in a relationship, and you're it's so much easier to go and talk to somebody? Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to be an added benefit. I think it would make. I think initially, it would change the power dynamic massively because if men were were no longer chasing women i think the the power dynamic would shift massively and perhaps women would have to try harder in a relationship sense or a dating sense um i think men would lie less so i think actually the initial introductions would be easier because what's the, there's no point or benefit to lying do you see what i'm saying it's like so i think again like any of these things i think it will have its place like anything some good some bad if you abuse you know the sex doll and you're using it all the time then all you're doing is channeling your problem in, into that area of your life right so it's not it's not going to solve every problem but i predict that that ai and sex dolls will have a massive impact on dating yeah it's, it's going to have a huge impact and it's it's trying to predict what that impact is going to be mm. now i i see th there's going to be about four or five transitions in in this yeah. area as well because the initially where the technology is today mm. which is quite I wouldn't say poor, but it's it's mm. just it, it's, it's an AI which talks at you and maybe just a was it a synth synthetic doll, mm -hmm. so it's not really humanistic. Yeah, so no, I get it. So there'll be there'll be iterations to make it better. Mm. Now this this brings me on to the, the second point of of conversation here, which is the stigma around sex dolls and sex toys for men. We live in a massive shaming culture where it's okay for women to have vibrators and to use like instruments, whatever it may be, for their sexual satisfaction. But if a guy cho cho chooses to use any of these things for self-satisfaction, he's a creep. There's something wrong with him. You see enough content. I'd never date a guy that used sex dolls, right? So there's a huge stigma based on men using any form of sex dolls. Now you have to ask yourself, why would that be? 
And for me, the only reason would be that if these things were in everyday use, men would be trying less with women. It's obvious. So if you took away the need for sex, men would be romanticizing less because they wouldn't need to, to get the short-term sex that most guys want. So I think, I personally think the stigma will change. And isn't it up to someone what they want to do? If someone wants to use a sex doll, if a woman wants to use a sex doll, it's 2023 coming into 2024 here. If a woman used to use a sex doll, a sex instrument, if a guy wants to use it, who cares? It's personal choice. But what I see on Predict happening is there'll be a massive shaming culture. So we're on to this podcast episode early talking about this, right? So it's important to note the date we're speaking about this. There will be a massive shaming campaign to prevent guys from using them. But it is an inevitability. When the technology gets good enough and the service gets good enough, it is inevitability that certain guys, a certain percentage of men, will use sex dolls. It's an inevitable inevitability. I just hate the double standards based around this. Yeah, and I, I, I would actually go back to your sex doll point, not sex doll, sex toy uh, point, where if you go back to when sex toys started becoming more mainstream in whether media or local or, or, or personal personal lives, it was the same. Well, there was this massive kickback against it and all this is really bad. Circle around to the last, what, 15, 20 years and it's normalised. So yeah. it's going to be a same process going through here. And yeah, that that's exactly where, where we're going. And it, all, all it's going to take is a high profile member of society or maybe two or three saying, I've got one. Yeah. And it'll, and it'll be normalised. That's exactly it. But I, what I don't like is the double standards based on this. You know, I'd never date someone who uses one. Okay, well, then they don't have to date you. And what I find funny about a lot of this content is like, oh, I would never date anyone that does that. If that's your mindset, I wouldn't want to date you either. So it's, 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 we're still sort of stuck in that mindset where it's like, it's their choice over who they want to date. And it's like, no, it's both people's choice. Yes, women have more options than men. But part of doing this podcast is to say at this time, but if sex dolls do change the dating perspective, you might find that it's men that have the option over who they want to date. Because if what women are saying is right, which is what they've been saying for many, many years, guys just want sex. Well, if that's true, when that urge is fulfilled, what else do men want? Right now, if you ask me, I think that it's very short sighted to say men just want sex. I think that intimacy is important. I think connection is important. I think joint goals are important. I think there's a yin and yang to life. I think that these things are more important than sex. But common belief is that that's all it is. Yeah, I mean, my my from anecdotal experience and some some personal experience from years ago, like when you are frustrated if an opportunity to have sex with somebody comes up, you're probably going to take it. That doesn't mean to say that you want to do so, but it's there. Whereas if you are sexually satisfied, you're going to say no. So what you're saying is that it would give you a better choice, yeah. a more informed choice. So rather than having sex out of desperation, you'd be having sex because actually you connect with this person and you want to be intimate together. Yeah, everything everything you, you literally just said would be more important and the sex is a byproduct rather than the sex coming up and then realising whether there is anything there yeah. afterwards. Yeah, I agree. I, I think if it goes in that direction, I think that that's an inevitability. So you think that the shaming culture, which is going to come, you think that would be diminished after a few high-profile people say that they use them mm -hmm. and then it will be normalised and then the everyday man 
could have them. Yeah, so my my prediction would be something along the lines of there will be a high profile guy of maybe they might be in the twenties now, they might be in the thirties now, but they will get one because they're worried about an allegation, mm-hmm. and they will admit it at some point in their life that because of this, I want to not have though that association because mm. I do this instead. Mm. That's what I reckon is going to happen at some point in the next 10, 10 15 years. Yeah, that's interesting because I wanted to talk about consent and AI, which we're, we're going to get to in a little bit. So yeah, I, I think that's I think that's likely. I think that, like you say, I think when this when it comes out, which whenever it, this sort of new feature comes out, I think you're right. There's going to be a big sort of shame initially on it, and then that shame will subside. The thing I was thinking about is where would you store them, which is quite an interesting question because you wouldn't really want to store it at your house or do you know what I mean? Like it's a bit of a you can't you got to imagine something new being there, and that got me thinking. Well, maybe it wouldn't be like that. Maybe you wouldn't have a sex doll at home. Maybe it'd be going somewhere that's clean, that has sex dolls there. So almost like a new form of prostitution or a new form of escorting. That could also happen. But again, whether that would be legal or not would be a... You know what I'm saying? It's an interesting question, though. Mm. But that could be another prediction. That could also happen. Well, under current UK law, it's not illegal to exchange sex for money. So it wouldn't be illegal. It's only illegal to, I can't remember the exact definition. I think it's illegal to earn a living off it or it's illegal to be basically managing somebody. I think that's where the gray area is. Yeah, I mean, either way, I mean, we're going to get on to sort of um, spiritual beliefs and and this as well later on this episode. But yeah, I think that's, the prediction will be one or the other. And it always comes down to, if it's easy, people will do it. So if these become easy to use and it's a similar experience, people will do it. Like we know that through through human history. If it's simple and easy and affordable, people will do it. So I think the you're right, the shaming culture will cease to exist. Um, so, yeah. No, I was going to say that um, just to touch on your point of would you want it in your home? Now, I have on, on the back of us talking about this, I did a little research on sex dolls and what what what's out there now. My original thought was, oh, it's a blow-up doll, full size, but actually they they can be quite small. So you yeah. could fit them, maybe not in the bedside drawer, but you could fit them like if you've got under under bed yeah. storage, you could put them in a nice container under there. Yeah. So you could have it at home. Right. I think where what you're saying comes into play is how many people actually clean it properly. Hmm. Well, the the other thing as well is it's on that is that perhaps it will be sort of a one size fits all AI that you have at home that, that does the cleaning. Cause you're mm. seeing these coming out, like, the, like these AI bots that can clean, that can cook. Like what about if there's an all in that can just do all of these things? That's probably the direction we're heading. Right. Yeah. So you don't have to cook anymore. You don't have to clean anymore. Like all of your sort of hierarchical needs are met by an AI bot. Yeah. And maybe yeah. that just becomes part of everyday life. So you'd end up with an AI companion rather yeah. than an AI sex doll. It's yeah. just, it does everything you want. Well, the companionship is true, but we'll, again, I want to get onto that a little bit later because I think it's a different problem. I think solving the sex problem would be the first port of call. I also want to do a follow-up podcast on this about how people would be able to introduce sex dolls into an existing relationship, because I think that's going to require uh, quite a tricky conversation, but I feel like we should do it because I think it's going to head that way and we might as well talk about it in advance. So the next thing that I wanted to talk about was the emotional connections with AI. So, you know, are we are we fast forwarding and thinking that these sex dolls are just going to replace sex? So it's just 
going to fulfill the need of sex? Or are we thinking they could be so good that they could potentially eradicate the need for a partner? So it basically does everything that you'd want your partner to do. It could have a conversation. There'd never be an argument. Like, you know, where do you feel these could fit within the emotional connection side of things? So you already, I mean, I'm going to quote an old, and for the British audience, they might know about this, but Channel 5 did a, a series on people who got emotionally attached to inanimate objects. And the two I remember was a car and a radiator. Mm. Um, and I think, yeah, people are going to connect with AI. They're going to utilize these these things because it's easier than the alternative at the moment. Mm. Now, if you end up with AI and, and sex girls and it clears the way for being able to be more more open and more conversationally skilled with, with other people, then it could go both ways. I think there'll be some where it's going to be, th- yeah. this is going to take over their life and they're just yeah. they're, they're not going to have anything but, and I think there's some which are going to utilise it as a tool which makes them be able to connect with, with real life. Yeah, and perhaps that mimics what we were saying about the sex element as well. Perhaps if you're getting your emotional needs met, you're not going to be desperate and needy for someone else. So you could then form a new relationship But then, you know, you're going to have the whole jealousy thing here, aren't you, about, you know, men are going to get shamed here as well, which is like, you you know, you're connecting with an inanimate object, you're connecting with AI, you're not living in the real world. That that shaming culture is going to come as well. But again, it's like, well, we're adults, we can make our own informed decision. And if we try that, and it works as a companion, then perhaps it makes men more emotionally stable. And then either would make relationships more difficult or easier because once again, you take away the insecurity and the urges. Yeah. And to take that one step further, um, I know we we touched on this ourselves in conversation. If you've got this companionship with AI, it can be programmed a bit like you said, you can program to teach a man how to be intimate with a woman without having to experience it. It can also teach you coping mechanisms so you could program it to be maybe not therapist because I don't mm. think that's quite right, but sort of like, oh, I'm feeling really upset today. Oh, mm. listening to the listening, empathy, etc., mm. and then even giving you a coping mechanism. Oh, I'm having an anxiety attack. Mm. Breathe deeper, da, da, whatever, whatever works. Working out what you need yeah. and then giving you those help in the time. So, Gil, I think yeah, the emotional connection side of thing is again different to the sex thing, but I do think they're linked because. In a relationship, I mean, essentially you're built on emotional connections and sex. So I think if if you're going to create an AI sex doll, I think that you'd create everything, right? You'd also create one that can cook and clean. You'd create one that can fulfill all of those needs. So I, I think, again, this is an inevitability. It's just where do we sit on the viewpoint here? I mean, I, I don't think you can replicate human connection. I mean, I, I'm going to say it doesn't matter how good AI gets. I think that it's never going to be as good as a real life connection with empathy or real life intimacy with someone. But does it need to be? Because, you know, does it need to be? Or is like 80% close enough, good enough for most people? So I'd probably say 60%. And the reason behind that... Is because you've got low standards. (laughs) (laughs) Well... No, yeah, yeah fifty-five. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd say sixty percent because I'd I would look at it in terms of um, tribalism, and uh, I, I know you kind of know what I, where I'm going with this, but as somebody who's played a lot of um, team sports, 
if if you've got your needs in terms of personal life and and time alone with someone dealt with by a AI model of sex doll or, or whatever you will look for people who are like-minded in certain areas of your life whether that's playing rugby whether that's going to an art gallery and they could be male or female mm. and you'd create a uh, lifestyle and or mm. like tribe of people who are like-minded as yourself yeah. Yeah. now is that a good thing because you don't want to go overly tribalistic mm. because then you end up in conflict with the people who think in a different way yeah it's true so you 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 even though we're talking specifically about sex dolls, it does mm. delve into so many other areas. That's a good point as well. I mean, you know, could you, could you just imagine pushing that a bit further away? You imagine an AI, an AI, you know, imagine having two, right? So all of your sexual fantasies could be played out, right? And you could have ones that morph in shape and size. So you can basically live out all of your fantasies, right? You know, you probably couldn't do that in your real life. So it essentially then becomes a fantasy. You get to live out your life fantasy, which again is a different topic, but it's still interesting. And again, I I think inevitably it's probably going to go in that direction. If you've got one, why wouldn't you have two, right? And then you'll get, I guess you'll, what, what you'll get is pushback from women that say, you know, we already have to do all of these different things. Now we're having to compete even more, right? We're, you know, we're having to compete with the beauty standard. Now we're having to compete with these things. And I, and I think there's, there's two things here. I think things always change. So that needs to be taken into account. And the second thing is, well, if sex is taken out of the equation, then theoretically, you don't have to compete on the beauty standard anymore because that's taken out of the equation. And I guess the insecure bit would be if you feel like the sex doll is more attractive than you. See, again, that, that could also be an issue, which would require development to overcome. But that would be an interesting byproduct, wouldn't it? Where perhaps there's male sex dolls. Perhaps you're a little bit older, you're 50 or 60 years old, and your wife gets a sex doll that's like 21, right? And you can't compete with that. How would you feel about that? So that would be another interesting dynamic. Do you, how do you think you would feel about that yourself? I mean, but personally, I'm quite open and secure about it like mm. if if some i guess i've got a a, a very open sex mm. for me sex is like a, a second level need mm. rather than a something which happens so if somebody came to me and said that then probably be okay with it because it, even yeah. though it's ai driven for me mm. it's still a relatively inanimate object so it's about becoming more open-minded so it's about mm. both men and women opening their minds to potentials for the future and recognizing that it is first of all going to happen, but second of all, um, being comfortable with it happening and having an informed decision about how you want to be with it moving forward. Right? There's going to be so many things that happen on this. This isn't like a quick thing that's going to happen. I think this is going to be over a period of time that this is going to happen, and I think a lot of problems will appear during that process as opposed to immediately kind of like social media being the best thing to connect the world yet no, everyone never felt so lonely in their life i think sex dolls and ai are probably going to have a similar effect where you feel like you're getting sex and getting what you want but the reality maybe it's a double-edged sword which which potentially could block proper intimacy again these are sort of questions i don't know the answer to I yeah my, one, one of the big issues which come came to my mind when we were when we first sort of delved into this was when you're, I don't know whether this 
drops into the consent a bit more. But when you're with a sex doll, you might want to live out your fantasies. Now, some people's fantasies are a little more extreme than others. Now, if you're going down that extreme road, how do you then communicate correctly with somebody you want to be more intimate with who's a human without crossing? And I know this sort yeah. of consent, but without crossing that consent line. That, and that's a good point because maybe you wouldn't have to. Maybe you could live out your s- sex fantasies with the sex doll and then have a companionship style relationship with your partner. That could be another solution, right? Yeah, but yes, I, I, and I agree. And I think that should be the way you'd do it. Obviously, if they're into the same things you yeah, are, then course. it's a different different it's conversation. Easy. It's more a case of, um, and I'm I'm going to touch on the pornographic industry where a lot of a lot of the sort of narrative is, especially sort of teenager guys coming into maturity, is they expect sex to be like porn. Mm-hmm. So if you get a sex doll and mm-hmm. you have sex a certain way mm-hmm. with them, you're expecting sex with a human who reacts mm-hmm. very humanistically to be the same you could end up in the same sort of position but that, exacerbated because yeah. you're used to something which is more tangible than just a screen that's a really good point and perhaps you're right perhaps that would be one of the byproducts that that would need to be evaluated and worked out at that time perhaps we can't predict this perhaps sex just becomes functional to procreate and you get your urges and fantasies dealt with elsewhere. I mean, no one knows how people are going to interact with this. We can only guess. But that would be an interesting byproduct, which I think you're probably quite accurate with. We should probably move on to the next topic, which is consent with AI. So I've given this quite a bit of thought. So initially, when you're thinking about sort of an AI sort of sex robot or sex doll, your initial thought is, well, you can use it however you see fit. But what happens if you couldn't? What happens if the AI was developed a certain way where it would educate you on these things first? So you couldn't just use it as a way of getting your urges fulfilled. But then I thought to myself, why do you need that? Maybe just let people do what they want to do, right? So you've got, again, you've, you've probably got different flavors here. You've got one which can be used however you see fit. You could have one that's programmed you to educate you about etiquette, relationships, dating, giving before you receive, all of these different things. And can a robot consent to having sex with you? It's another interesting question. It does alleviate, like you were saying earlier, if you're a high profile star, it would alleviate any potential issues that you may have of having sex in the real world, which is a potential um, I mean, we don't know whether people are, are guilty or not. That's not really what we're discussing. We're just discussing the potential for an allegation. If you're a high profile sports star, maybe the safer option would be to get an AI sex doll because then you would avoid the potential for things to go wrong. Right. I mean, I'm just thinking out loud with that. But where do, where do you sit with the, the AI and consent model here? Do you think it should be created a certain way? Do you think it should just follow the lead of what you suggest? Like, where's the, what do you think? <laughs> that is a, a long, there's a long answer and a short answer. I think the short answer is, I think from a societal perspective, we'll be forced down the road of you can only do things which are legal with humans Mm -hmm. because otherwise you end up in the get back to the gray area of if you treat ai one way and then Mm -hmm. you get into a relationship you could be Mm -hmm. and the other thing is i don't want to touch too much down this rabbit hole but if you're doing something which is morally and legally suspect whether that's pedophilia or Mm -hmm. whether that's Mm -hmm. uh something more rapey i think think that that would be 
that would be brought into the mm. into the AI. I can't imagine it being developed that way. I mean, that would be yeah. It's got to be something which is thought about though. But, yeah. it, but as soon as you go down, as soon as you think about it from the extremes, which is where I'm pointing yeah, at, you then you've plan. got to, then you've got to work out. Well, okay, what is okay? Because yeah. there's there's such thing as consensual non-consent in the dating world at the moment. Yeah, yeah. How do you then incorporate that into? That's a really good point. And again, I you're right. I think I mean naturally, I think if people made that, that would you know that would be inherent in the creation of it. But you're right, that could be abused, couldn't it? Easily. Um, but you know. But then is that but is that a, is that a solution? I mean, I'm thinking out loud here, but maybe I'm completely wrong. It's like, you know, could that? I mean, again, I, I don't know enough about this area, but could that be a solution where, for people that are inclined that way, could that be like a therapy therapeutic way of getting out the system, or does it make them worse? I, I actually don't know anything mm. about this area. About maybe we should get someone on. Yeah, no, should, I I agree. I don't know enough yeah, to be able get, to comment on it. Let's get someone on who on the show who can answer these questions because. I, I don't know whether it would make it worse or whether it would make it better because surely if it helps that not happening in the real world, then it would be a solution that's better than the current solution. Yeah. But I, I, I wouldn't have the expertise to know this. No, yeah. I, I agree. I mean, it's interesting, I can, isn't it? How, can, how nuanced this subject is, how difficult it is to actually even talk about this. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Cause as every, every time you think of something, there's, there's something and bear in mind, I'm I'm deliberately looking at an extreme at mm. one end and then an extreme at the other end because what's the reality is going to be for most people is going to yeah, be somewhere in the middle. There. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. But you've got to if you think of the this is coming from a programming yeah. background. If you think about the extreme mm -hmm. problem which could could occur, you you solve that from happening, and mm. then you, you then get the result you you're actually looking for. I completely get it. I think let's let's move on to the um, the next topic that we wanted to talk about was the impact on industry. So I, I wanted to get into this, actually, about the impact it's going to have on bars, clubs, restaurants, hotels, and anywhere where men are currently paying to try and meet women, including dating apps. So let me give you my initial thoughts here. My thoughts are, if you take away men's need for sex, you're going to take away men's need to try and impress women, Unless they want to have a family and kids, okay? But generally speaking, you're going to take away that urgency and that need, which means that men are probably going to go to bars and clubs less. They're probably going to pay for drinks less. They're going to use dating apps less. They probably wouldn't use a dating app at all. Um, they're going to use dating websites less. Anything you can think of. So anything in your life that you've ever done, ever, in the hope of getting short-term sex, all of those things that you're thinking about right now, imagine if you didn't have to do them. The whole world would change. And when I say to people like that, you know, I work in dating and sort of relationship fields, they feel like it's a part of life. And I'm like, no, I think the whole world is based off sex. And actually, if you change the way that people date, have sex, interact with each other, the whole world will change. And this is something that I perceive happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think there's um. So if we if we focus on the dating side of this rather than some of the the more um, mental mental health aspects of it, because I think people will still want to party and get drunk and and things because of the mental health. So I don't think bars or clubs are going to have too much of an effect. Well, but think about how many people you see out on dates or at restaurants. Agre right? Agreed. So, I, this so, is what I mean. If we focus yeah. on the on the dating side of it, yeah. because I think that's that's yeah. more more aspect. Yeah. I think there there will be an impact in terms of. First dates will become more, like you say, will 
be environments where you want to want to connect and it'll probably be more natural rather than if you're on a dating app oh let's meet go for drinks it's more likely to be like people will generate and if if we go down the path all the way people are going to have robots at some point which are going to do all these things they have more time on their hands so they're going to be doing more things Mm. lifestyle things Mm. so they're going to meet people within those lifestyles so they're going to end up dating through lifestyle rather than dating through our current conventions i think dating once ro- robotics and AI and all this comes comes out, and it might be 50 years, but whenever it comes out, our lives are going to be so different yeah, and it's, it's going to be lifestyle driven. So people will be completely different. Well, I mean, the, the other thing I, that was, was brought up, I was talking to someone earlier on today about doing this episode, and they said to me that having an attractive woman is also a status symbol, which we can't discount. You know, I mean, we live in a status driven world. And being in a relationship with an attractive woman is a status symbol for guys as much as dating a successful guy is a status symbol for women. I don't think that can be discounted either. And I I, I do happen to think that however good sex dolls get, however good AI gets, you cannot discount the status element of this. Um, Yeah, I just don't think we can. I think that's still going to play a role in dating. Yeah, Yeah, I think think status as well. Like... What do we consider? I mean, I know our, our ideas on, on status may, may be different to the entirety of society, but whoever we're talking about, whoever's ideas it is, what is status in that sense? Because you see some guys driving around in a Ferrari mm-hmm. as a status symbol. Now, is that a status symbol in order to attract a woman, which is a bigger status symbol? Or is it the Ferrari's the status symbol? Mm-hmm. Or a Bentley? Or yeah, a yeah. Land Rover? Well, I mean, I think they all are. I think mm-hmm. they're all status symbols. And I think for, for certain guys, you're right, it's a car. For other guys, it's a woman. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if the status symbol could also be which AI girlfriend you have or AI. How how much money do you have in order to money? buy yeah. the top the top? Yeah. So, you know, there'll market. be a hundred thousand pound model like iPhones. There'll be a higher model, which is a status symbol because hmm. we are status driven animals. And I think that would definitely be part of it is, is the status. So I think, yeah, I, I think it would just. Yeah, just on this, I just think it would it would still negate the amount of effort that men make. And I think, think about the amount of the billions of hours a year wasted on swiping on dating apps. It's got to be billions of hours, right? No more. I said, I can say to all my clients, everyone now, you don't need to go on a single dating app. That's it. Because you've got a better alternative. You can use a dating app for connections, but guess what? AI is so good that it's going to match for you that you don't have to swipe anymore either. I mean, I mean, swiping is going to be a thing of the past anyway. AI will just match for you anyway. I mean, it's obvious, isn't it? You swipe on 20 pictures, it will find people like it and match for you. I mean, it, you know, that's that's the thing of the past anyway. But yeah, I, I just look at the, the the global impact on such a small thing and I just think it's going to be massive. I think it's going to be a huge impact. I also think that um, t- touching on using AI specifically, but... Um could, it could be uh, an AI just in a computer or on, on your phone, or it could be AI in in a sex doll or in in a, in a robot. If you're if you can imagine the situation where you've just gone on a date and you come home and you either want to complain or you want to ask advice, etc. You've got somebody to mm-hmm. unload on or mm-hmm. to ask advice, yeah. and they can hopefully it's been trained in a way where it's actually useful. Yeah, but it can give you useful advice on how to move forward. Hundred percent. So you could have a better relationship because you have a support network in place all the time. So you wouldn't have to unload on your partner, complain to your partner. You can have a better relationship off the back of these things. I happen to completely agree with you. So the next part of the debate was on technology and realism. So basically, just wanted to talk about 
the, you know, the difference between technology and realism is quite big at the moment, right? So there's a huge difference between an AI sex doll and a real life woman, right? When it comes to sex, let's just be really specific because, you know, you can't replicate a woman. You can replicate parts of it. Similarly to a sex doll of a man, right? But I think it will advance to the point where you probably can't tell the difference, whether that's augmented reality, AI, whatever it may be. What do you think that would mean? Like when that experience gets closer and closer and closer to reality, what differences do you think that would make? So I think, I know you touched on augmented reality, but I think before that, there's, there's no point in going into augmented reality until you can get the touch and feel right mm-hmm. um, and movement. So th- th- those are the three, as far as, turning a sex girl into a sex robot, those are the three things which will make the biggest impact. Mm. The AI will be, that, that's just going to work. However, it, we're already basically to a point where that's going to work anyway. Um, in terms of how is that going to make a difference, I think as things stand now, it, a sex doll that we have or the sex dolls we have currently available, it's just a different form of masturbation. Mm -hmm. That's what it boils down to. And that's possibly why the shaming culture is Mm -hmm. on sex dolls are there because masturbation is kind of accepted, but using something as a masturbation tool is not, which is for men, for For women. It's absolutely fine. Agreed. Yeah. Um, or it's more stigmatized anyway. Um, so once that becomes more realistic and the the movements more so, and then the, the feel and the touch and everything, that's where the stigma is going to start disappearing. Mm. And then it's going to be more satisfying and you're going to get more of the benefits of actually mm. it feels real. So you're going to get mm. real mm. in terms of something for the want of a better term, photorealistic. So if you've got a robot, which is looking like a robot, even if it's human featured, it's not really great. If you put a micro dot on the robot now, the example which I was given was a television screen. You could have nothing on your wall. You put a micro dot on the wall. You're wearing glasses, which is augmented reality. As it picks up the micro dot, it loads in the the, the TV. Well, imagine putting that on a, a sex robot. You can load in anyone's face. Okay. And this touches yeah. on consent as well. Because yeah, of course. Do they consent to yeah, use their image rights? So there is touch yeah. on consent here. But you could load in anyone's face you want. Or you yeah. could create your own and it can change every day. Mm. So suddenly you've got, you don't need to make the actual image of the robot look anything. You can mm. make it look however mm. you want. And you mm. could tell it to make everyone else see something sure. specific. Mm. So augmented reality could make be a massive game changer. But again, there's a different form of consent. So you, you think of. this is all inevitable? I think augmented reality will be a thing. As soon as they've got the technology in glasses, which mm. is light enough and the battery lasts long enough. You won't be buying screens. You won't be buying phones. You won't be buying anything like that because it'll just everything the advert. It'll just be loaded. It'll be a micro dot somewhere. It'll load in. Wow. I mean, the ramifications of that are huge as well. It's such a big. I think, I think that's a different podcast. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking as well, but I mean, I, I guess the the bit that we were discussing about is just like the, you know, how close things are, and as it stands, they're not that close. You know, I'm sure at some point they will get better. But as it stands, they're not that close. But as a guy and also as a woman, I think it's important to know what is coming. And we don't know if it's coming in the next five years or 10 years. I imagine in the next two or three years, probably a lot sooner than that. I think we're going to start to see some of these things happening. Yeah, I think I think you're going to go through. I think we're going we're currently hitting phase one. I think the the current sex doll is just a lump of whatever. I think that's not even phase one. I think that's yeah. phase zero. I think we're hitting phase one coming up 
Mm. And I think you're, you're looking at, I, I don't know how, I, for me, it's not really phase one until the robotics side is, is there. Yeah, of course. And but. I know Boston Robotics is sort of the, the world mm. leader and I, I don't know enough about mm. where they're at with what they can do. Mm. But at some point that is going to be, yeah, of one course. of the biggest drivers of it, all sorts of things is yeah. is the sex industry of whether sure. that's pornographic or whether that's in your own home. So at some point that's going to kick off. And once the, the ball's rolling, mm. uh, basically you let the cat out of the bag, you can't put it back. Mm. I, I, I get it. I get it. And I, like you say, I just think it's going to be staged, but at some point that boulder's going to start going down the hill and then we're just going to see a massive shift, whether that's renting them, whether it's using them at home, whether it's an all-in-one solution. I think all of them are relevant. So the next thing I wanted to talk about was the cultural and moral perspective. So I think it's important to explore the moral viewpoints on sex dolls and AI, perhaps from a religious point of view and also from a moralistic point of view. You know, obviously, when all the scriptures were created, they didn't have AI and sort of sex dolls and all these things in mind, right? So it'd be interesting to, I mean, you can already sort of foresee that moralistically, that will be one argument as to why you shouldn't do it, right? The moral argument as to why you shouldn't do it. But that doesn't work for me because, you know, the moral argument about sex toys, I think that as we've already discussed, they already exist and they're already okay for women to use. Not necessarily in all cultures, but certainly in our culture, um, they're normalized, right? So, yeah. So when it comes to discussing this area, Again, I just think it's inevitability. What, what do you what do you think about that? So <clears throat> there was a, a really interesting hypothesis put forward by, I wish I could remember the guy's name, but by, by quite a famous um, historian of some description. And he was saying how if you look at when m- monogamy as a Western culture came into play through different churches, mm-hmm. etc., it was a defense mechanism to help children survive the survival rate of children that's where it came from um obviously there's attachment there's, there's a lot more mm-hmm. involved and, I, I, and it's not to, not to delve into so i think from a church perspective you want survivability of children you want procreation that's that's what a lot of churches and a lot of religions are are focusing on um i have heard it described as archaic it's not my opinion i actually mm. think that there is a huge place for it me too um and I can see why you wouldn't want to, why they wouldn't want to be associated. That said, there's still all the things we say is positive about it. That you're getting rid of, you're getting rid of certain things. You're, you're, you're being more relaxed, etc. I think all the benefits which you can get from a sex doll actually ties into what religion is trying to teach you. Because they're trying to say, like, help other people. They're trying to say, be more relaxed, be more calm. Don't mm-hmm. react mm-hmm. to somebody. Mm-hmm. If you're React if you've got this ability, to, you've got this connection, if you yeah, like, yeah. or this this a, a, a place to get rid of whatever you want. You're going to be in a place where you're more receptive to that sort of lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, I guess the sort of counter argument with that would be that you know, sex is there to, for procreation, and you're sort of abusing it. Again, I get there's so many different religions, so many different thought processes on this. It's again, perhaps we should get someone on that knows more about this than w- what we do, so have a discussion about it because, you know, I think. Generally speaking, people are less religious now than 40 years ago and less religious than 80 years ago. So there's a, a movement towards mm. people being less religious and more spiritual. A lot of people now would say they're spiritual, but not religious. Well, if you're spiritual, 
where would you sit on these kind of things? And again, that's a difficult question to answer, right? Because it's a nuanced subject and it's a new subject. <clears throat> and it's also very um, individual. Um, and the other thing is, I agree with you that, and having, having read quite, quite a lot about this, that we are, as a, especially as a Western society, one of the, we're, we're a lot less religious as a society. Mm. But the people who are religious are seem to fall into two categories. They're either more... Mm like strict with their religion mm. or their sort of spiritual religious mm. as well. So you've got spiritual, yeah. spiritual religious, and then. Well, hard, I think, I think, you know, hardliners. sex before marriage was a lot more prevalent 50 years ago than what it is now. No sex before marriage right mm. now. I think that that's, that rule's fallen by the wayside for a vast majority of, of the Western world. Right. So I think taking that into account, people are a bit more looser with how they perceive that to be. So, you know, in America, there's certain laws now where you're not allowed to have, the abortion pill you're not allowed to have contraception right i think that's a rule in certain states so it's like well they'll probably ban sex robots as well right and ban ai but you could that potentially would be a solution but i guess it wouldn't be allowed so yeah. you'd, for, for me i just think that people should be free to do what they want and these are viable options that people should be able to choose what they decide to do and the technology exists why not let people make their own decision rather than to trying to control everyone but my, my view on this is just, yeah, just give people the choice. Yeah, I mean, the the the, uh, the quote which comes to mind is um, Nelson Mandela saying, I'm, I've paid to lead, so let me lead until I'm too scared to do so. What what he was trying to say and what, what he's been quoted to say or what he's been interpreted to say was he he's saying that I believe in this, so I'm going to do what I think is right for the people. Mm. But... If you're doing certain things like like what you alluded to, it's it's kind of like you're you're not allowing somebody the freedom to live their life. So mm. if you aren't allowed to have sex at all until marriage because you're worried about having mm. kids out outside of wedlock, you're missing out on a lot of experiences, and you could end up yeah. in a in a, actually a mental health spiral. Yeah. Whereas if you have at least you know there's these safety yeah. nets around you, even if you don't use them, if you have the safety nets, then you're more likely to. Yeah, be mentally I'm safe. 100% with you. And I think that, uh, going back to what I was saying earlier, like I, I don't think women struggle to get access to sex, but I think guys do. And I think that's where a lot of the problems come in dating. And if you take that problem away, sure, there'll be other problems, but I think you're getting rid of a big problem. I think you're getting rid of a big problem that a lot of people struggle with worldwide. Mm. You know, I, 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 yeah, I think we do. Yeah, I think sex and in intimacy as well. I think, the, I, think I, I, I don't want to put words in other people's mouths but i i know from personal experiences sometimes it's sex which you which you're missing and sometimes it's the intimacy it's not yeah. the actual act it's more the having somebody next to you in yeah. that moment so and, and i think a sex a sex robot or a sex toy a, a sex doll could supplement that to a, to a certain degree well let's let's get into that now because the next thing i wanted to talk about was the implications for human intimacy so how they might affect the how we touch each other and how we're intimate with each other I think, you know, from a sort of normal perspective, if AI sex styles did exist, I think that there should be an educational mode which it teaches you how to do these things as part of it. Sure, you can do whatever you want with it or whatever, that's fine. But inbuilt within them should be the practice of educating you how to touch someone, how to be intimate, how to do all these things the right way. And I think that men and women should both be involved in the production of that to make sure it's done the right way. Right. I think that's really, really important. What, what, what do you where do you sit with this, with the connection side of things? Yeah, so I'm 
I'm of the same opinion. I think something which which comes up in in our industry all the time is I'm on a date. How do I become more intimate? And one of those things is touch. Now, yeah. the consent of touching on a date is massive because you get that wrong, you're in trouble. Well, if you, so you've got yeah. if you have the the AI, yeah, then theoretically now yeah. you're not you're never going to get it 100 percent, and you're always going to make mistakes but yeah. theoretically you can mitigate a lot of the problems which could come up there 100 well, percent, and it's like when you're self-confident and you know a woman likes you and she's into you and you see the signs and you touch her on the arm or whatever that's a natural thing but if you get that wrong you come across as creepy but the thing is you get that wrong because you don't really know what you're doing so ai could be trained to show you so you know what you're doing so you don't mm. touch a woman until you know that she likes you or you put your hand out and you let her touch you first right i see ai predominantly in this process as a bit of a tool actually because it could really help us coaching people mm. just on like the 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 touching the the kissing just the the things that people get wrong starting a conversation the right way conflict management like all of these areas that create a better relationship I think that's important. And then as we were discussing in this section is the the human intimacy point of thing. I don't think you can replace human intimacy. I don't think you can. I think that AI could potentially replace the sex part if it's 80% good enough. I think a lot of guys would use it because it's easier, right? But with intimacy, I I I think you would always know that it's an AI robot. Yeah, maybe 80% the same. But I think with intimacy, it's different. And I know sex and intimacy are linked. So you're always going to have a percentage of people that don't like the AI. And I completely understand that as well, which comes down to how good is it going to be. But with regards to intimacy, I think that you need a real person for that intimacy. But maybe you don't. <laughs> like up till now, yes. But how do you know until this has been developed and it works? You don't know. So we're just conjecturing here. Yeah, I would I would go down the example of sex toys again because if you speak to or read a lot of the literature around sex toys, some people rave about them. They are the best thing ever. They're better than men. Some people like they are amazing, but I like having intimacy with men as well. Some people like they they enjoy it as as a sort of you everything together. It all ties in, and some people are absolutely not. It's the worst thing I've ever touched. And they've tried it, so they they think it just doesn't do anything for them. So I think sex dolls are going to be the same. Mm. Um, So it's more about options. Yeah. So it's having options where you're never left to feel lonely. You have the option of intimacy, but you also have the option of being intimate with a real human being as well, right? It doesn't have to be blockaded. You don't have to be blockaded away from people. Because I think loneliness is a big issue that AI could solve as well. I think having a companion would be a tremendous thing for a lot of people. I I, I do agree. And... What what the one one thing which is concerning on on that note is, and I don't know whether this is a solution or or actually going to exacerbate it, but the number of people who maybe maybe for introverts introverts, so you, if you have somebody who's your sort of support network, I can see that being a massive positive or a negative because mm-hmm. if you if AI can't give you that intimacy, mm-hmm. and but it's holding you back by making you more introverted because yeah. you're less likely to go out and speak to people then you're not actually going to get that intimacy as well. Well, So there's that balance as well. Does it matter though? If your brain thinks it's getting that intimacy and it's just as good, then what difference does it make? That's if it's getting the intimacy. Yeah, I'm saying, but if an AI can give you the intimacy, which your brain thinks is good enough, maybe that solves all the problems. Yeah, that's all well and good and that's fine. And But but this is where I'm going back to sort of left left and right, because if it gives you that intimacy, then yeah, it doesn't matter. If you get into a conversation with somebody you like and you end up spending time Mm. with them, that's great. However, if it's, as you were saying, it's 80% there and it mm. doesn't give you that intimacy, yeah. but it's someone or it's something or something which is yeah, sort yeah. of giving you a little bit, it's giving you enough that it makes it too hard to go out and speak mm. to somebody. Yeah. 
then it's a problem. And I think that's that's where you've got to... Well, we, no, don't, we don't know if it's going to be I, either way. But. I, I don't think that would be a problem because if that is the problem, guess what would happen? The other sex would have to try harder. So for this generation of men being the ones to court women and go and start mm. conversations, perhaps this turns it on its head and perhaps women end up having to take that role on. I mean, I wouldn't discount that from happening. And, and so if that does happen, so be it. It's a natural progression. That, some, something I would actually be interested in, in finding out is what the balance between introverts extroverts are in, in terms of sexes. I've never mm. thought about it, but my, my yeah. perception is women are more introverted than men, but I oh. could be completely yeah, wrong. I've, I've got no idea. I think when it comes to sort of starting sexual relationships or intimacy, I think guys are the ones who do the chasing. Mm. And I think potentially this whole AI sex style would turn it on its head. And it'd be an interesting world. I wish we could set this up in an AI world where we could actually play that out and see what happens. Because if men suddenly stopped paying attention to women completely overnight, then women would have to start mm. being more um, chasing after guys. So that would be interesting, wouldn't it? It's almost like maybe this makes populations go down, not up, because maybe guys don't have sex with women anymore. Or maybe women don't have sex with guys anymore because they're getting a similar experience from their AI doll. I mean, we've got to speak about it from a man's perspective because we coach guys predominantly. So we've got to look at it through this lens. But I'm sure there's a podcast for women talking about exactly the same thing, about not having guys anymore. What difference would that and, make? And I can imagine, I mean, just trying to put myself in, in yeah. the narrative and the shoes of, of the world right now. If you have, if, if you as a female have a, have a sex doll and you don't need to go put yourself in a position where you're on a date where it could go wrong or you mm. could go back safe. to a guy's house. You do have that safety net. And 100%. then as a guy, if, you, if you're not frustrated, you're less likely to take advantage of a woman as well. So you've got... I think the benefit. I think the benefits outweigh outweigh everything else on you. that. Hundred percent agree with you. Women would need to put themselves in in a less um, situation where potentially something could go wrong, and guys are less sexually frustrated, which would mean that their urge to have sex would go down. So I, I completely get you. And again, I think we'd need more of an expert on this area, like a criminologist, to talk about this because I don't have the stats or the understanding of it. But for, on the outside, that looks like it would make sense. That, you know, you get rid of that urge. But then I guess a lot of crimes in this area are more about power than they are about intimacy, right? I mean, that was probably my thinking. So I'm not sure they are linked, but we don't know. So maybe, again, just through this discussion, we're realising how much we don't know, right? But then, but yeah, and then, and but if it is power, this yeah. is where, again, going back to the consent point is yeah. if a, if you are having power over a, contending power over a AI. very very natural looking ai mm. is that good enough and again we don't know the answer the answer is, is it, it could enough? be it could be in which case you know that would be played out behind closed doors as opposed to out in the real world again that could be a positive but like we know with every positive there's also a, a negative I think sex dolls and AI are, are going to change the world. I think there'll be some good, some bad, same with social media, but I think it'll be here to stay. I can't imagine that it's going anywhere. Um, that brings us on to the last topic I wanted to talk about, which is basically just future predictions and trends. So we want to have a little bit of a speculation here about sex dolls <laughs> and society and how the world's going to work. So if we conjecture forward where all this happens, where sex dolls are now accepted, and everyone has one or two at home if that's what they want. The sex doll can morph into whatever they want it to. Women can have two as well with guys, right, that they want. Um, so the, the short-term need for sex 
is completely diminished and doesn't exist anymore, right? And it's normal. So this is a new generation of kids that never experienced what we experience when it comes to dating, right? So they've never experienced not being text back, being rejected, right? Being told that, or, or just being ignored, being ghosted, made jealous. All of these emotions that anyone who's single goes through and feels, you've never had to experience any of those. It's a whole new world, right? What's your prediction for how that world looks like? I would go one step further. So what's the final end product of this? Now, in my mind, if we can get the technology right, we've already got artificial insemination. Mm. So you've got a sex robot or multiple as a guy or as a girl. I think start with as a female, you've got one. You've got the companionship. You've got everything you need. It looks amazing. You, you have it set up as you like. You can have a child and you've got the perfect guy mm. through AI mm. to bring that child up with. Mm. Unless the technology gets put into place where a guy can procreate with uh, somehow basically growing mm. a fetus artificially yeah. within the sex you don't have you don't have the same mm. thing. So women could get away with not having men at all. Mm. Men can't. So if you take it that one step further. So yeah. you they could end up in a worse position than we are now. Mm-hmm. Or if that technology never kicks off you could end up where nobody ends up with real real life humans or it might be like a certain part of society does one way, a certain part of society so, does another. So you think that would happen? I mean, my, my <laughs> view is that this would be a percentage of humanity, not all of humanity. I think certain people that are religious wouldn't go down this route. I think certain people who perceive that their morals are better than other people's, I think they would laugh at it or say it's ridiculous. Um, and, you know, similar to you know, people that used to use swords before guns were invented, right? You, you just, you know, you can be as opinionated as you want. It's happening, right? So yeah. I think, you know, there'll be a percentage of people that just don't adopt it. So same as Uber and, and Lyft or whatever, like some people still use black cabs, right? That's just the way it is. People just, that that's just the way it is. And I think sex dolls will be similar. I think once they're here, um, maybe they will always be shamed upon and people will just keep them or use them in an underhand way where other people don't need to know about it. I think that's probably the way it would work. I, I, I imagine people won't have them at home. I think what would end up happening is that there'd be places that you could go to for that kind of experience or there, you know, if you're very rich and re- wealthy, you could pay for a very high end one that could be stored away somewhere that people wouldn't need to know about. Perhaps there would be um, an advance of technology where you could get, without a sex doll, you could get a similar sexual experience with um, with um, augmented reality instead, in which case you don't have the problem of a physical element being there, which I, I essentially see as a bit of a barrier. But my, my prediction is that this is going to, if I had to make one prediction about this, my final sort of prediction on this is it's going to create a massive power shift in dating. And I think the power shift will mean that women will have to try harder in dating. If I had to nail on the difference this would make, I think if you get rid of a man's need to have sex overnight, I think the the impact is that women would have to try harder in dating. So how how does that tie into thinking of evolutionary psychology where a lot of guys and girls want to sleep with as many different people as they can to procreate as much mm. as possible to get their genes passed on? Mm. So if you've got asexual, but it's going to make a massive difference. Well, but ex- is it is it going to actually solve all the issues in that sense? No, but your sex doll could morph into different shapes and sizes and you could fulfill your fantasies that way, right? So let's say it could do that. I still think men are going to want to be in relationships mm. and date women. 
But I think if you get rid of a man's urge to have sex for just on the short term so that men are just interested in long-term relationships, I think that all of these sugar daddy websites would cease to exist. I think that OnlyFans would cease to exist. I think a lot of these platforms would cease to exist. I think maybe porn sites would cease to exist because when you're watching something, it's passive where the sex style is active. So mm -hmm. you get to live out the fantasy. Well, that's got to be a level up from being passive, right? And if it's easy, we know humans are going to do it. So you look at all of that and you think, okay, if you flick to switch now, you know, people wouldn't be liking girls in bikinis on Instagram anymore. People wouldn't be paying women monthly amounts to see sexy photos because they would have that all at home as they want it to be. I mean, you look at all of that and you think, well, this just means guys are going to stop chasing. And then you think about all the guys that are paying to try and charm a woman, paying for dinner, paying for drinks, paying for dates, doing all of these things to try and impress women. If they didn't need to do that anymore, there's going to be a massive vacuum. And what's going to happen in that vacuum is a progression. And I think the progression would be that both men and women would have to go about dating in a different way. I think guys would probably lie and manipulate less because they don't have to lie and manipulate, which I think would be good for women because then they'd actually get the genuine person that they want. And I think um, that women would essentially have to try harder because if most of this, these problems are caused by men trying to get sex on women and women like saying, I'm going to wait to the fourth or fifth day. That's take that whole thing's taken out. You haven't got to worry about it anymore. You know, it's then an even kill relationship, which is 50, 50. It would have to be that way. Whereas I think if you look at most dating from what we see, I think it's 80, 20. I think guys put 80% of the effort in most of the time. Right. And a 50, 50 shift would be remarkable. I mean, I'd love to live to see that. I just think I'd love to see, because I've been working in this industry so long, I'd love to see that shift to see what ramifications it would have. Do you have any final thoughts on this before we end the, end the podcast about like my prediction, whether you wanted to add any more to it? I think I think with the, the prediction, <clears throat> we've probably got, um, there's all, as, as you said, there's always going to be those guys who are going to do this anyway. So I, th I think it's it's a good prediction. I think it's going to be, very interesting to see exactly what plays out and when, because there will be a stage where there will be there will be a balance where it could teeter one way or the other, mm. and it's all down to whether how good how good sex dolls and robotics and AI gets, and how much shame there is on yeah, the satisfying a need. Yeah, and this mm -hmm. th this these are the two things. Yeah. If if those two things, if it becomes really good and the, and the shame culture disappears or enough of the shame yeah. culture disappears, which I think it will based upon yeah. how society is going from yeah. a sexual perspective in, in the West, I think it probably will yeah. quiet down over time. Then, yeah, I think the power dynamic will change in terms of men will have, men and women will have to change what they do in terms yeah. of dating rather than anything else so rather than going for a dinner date you might yeah. go for a walk in the countryside well, that'd be an evolution. Mm. evolution well listen i think pete for the for the first discussion we've had on this i think we've navigated it quite well i also understand that viewers on this may have completely different perspectives so i think what's a good option for people that are listening to this we're going to be doing some follow-up episodes on this for sure so if you guys if anyone watching this has any feedback or questions or anything that they can predict if they put it in a comment section below we'll actually look through them and then plan our future responses for them right the end of yeah. a good one. Okay, well, thank you again for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me.